You are Locked On Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody. Welcome back in to Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me. Jimmy Stein, that's him normally, but he's not here right at the moment. We hope that he will join us here shortly, uh, but we only have so much time here, and I wanted to get an interview in with Ole Miss Evie, Evie Van Pelt, the publisher of The Rebel Walk. Evie, how are you today? I'm doing great. I'm excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Well, appreciate you taking a little bit of time out of your day to talk about Alabama and the Ole Miss Rebels. Uh, first of all, and I think this is the most important question I can possibly ask in this interview, <laughs> how in the world is Stetson Bennett the fourth, not Ole Miss's quarterback? Because that seems like the uh, <laughs> ultimate Ole Miss name. It really, it really does. It, it does. I've, I've actually uh, thought about that myself and laughed about it. Although I think John Rice Plumley might sound kind of like an Ole Miss name because oh, he goes yeah. by the double, the double name John Rice. You know, that's kind of a thing in Mississippi. The double name. Oh. Yeah, I actually have a daughter, uh, Mary Sanford. So, uh, and everybody up north, she lives in Ohio now, and everybody calls her Mary. And I'm like, that's that's not her name. And she that's said, not, that's just, no, that's not right. I have a little granddaughter named Emily Grace. We call her Emmy Grace. But yeah, yeah that's the same thing. She lives in Mississippi. Just It's almost a prerequisite for the South. Well, that, and, and it's the opposite up north because she said, Dad, you don't understand. Nobody up here does double names. It's all Mary or Stanford, but it can't be Mary Stanford. I said, by God, it, I, I'm about to I'm about to change everything up here. So um, go get him. Go get him. Go get him, Dad. Uh, this episode of Locked on Bama is brought to you by Rock Auto. All the parts your car will ever need. I'll talk about them in just a little bit. Evie, um, Ole Miss hires Lane Kiffin. And um, it's, you know, it's outside the box in a way. Uh, Some people probably see it as a natural fit. Some people see it as, hey, they're taking a bit of a chance. I mean, he is a wild card. But so far, two games in, Ole Miss, one and one. Do you feel like uh, people are pretty happy with Lane right now? Yes, I do feel like they are. And I think, you know, if you look at what Ole Miss has kind of been through just over the last five, six, seven years, you you had the whole Hugh Freeze situation and and the NCAA and Laramie Tunsil and draft night and, you know, Matt Luke. I mean, everybody just adored Matt Luke. I think he's a wonderful guy, but, you know, they were four and eight. And so I I think what you saw at the end of last year when Matt Luke was fired was, and this is probably why he was fired beyond the whole Egg Bowl you know, end zone debacle you know, with, with uh, Elijah Moore, I think that there was starting to be apathy. And I think that if you're running a program and if you're the athletic director, if you're, you're the university officials and you've got mad people, you know, that's one thing. But when you move over into the arena of nobody cares, then you start to really get uh, I think in some dangerous territory. So when they hired Lane Kiffin, you're right. I mean, I think it 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 was an outside the box pick 
for Ole Miss just kind of because of Lane's, you know, whole persona, I guess. You, you wouldn't have thought maybe that that's the direction they'd go, but he instantly reinvigorated the program. I mean, instantly from fans to, you know, it's just, it was a, it was really interesting to see. And so I think that everybody knows it's the, the team is a work in progress. They, they're still suffering from, from the sanctions that they've, you know, that were imposed upon them. I mean, they're still reaping the, the, I don't know what you want to call uh, the negative effects of that, but um, the incite, excitement for Kiffin is really big. I think that overtime win, I think had Ole Miss lost in overtime, I still think folks would, would be on the, the lane train, as we say. Yeah, I think that's a good point. And you, you brought up something interesting about Elijah Moore. First of all, he's having a great year now, so I guess all is well that ends well with him. But it's kind of funny, the last two away games Ole Miss has played have been decided because of a missed extra point, right? <laughs> Isn't that, you know, it was almost, it almost felt like really coming full circle there. And I think that uh, Ole Miss probably, there. I would say if an Ole Miss fan felt like in overtime that Ole Miss was going to hit that extra point to win the game with no doubt, they would be lying <laughs> because I don't yeah. think that there is any Ole Miss fan, and that's not a knock on the kicker. That's just the way, you know, the way it goes. And so it was really nice to be on the, the receiving end of someone else missing. I do feel for that guy, but, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm happy Ole Miss won. And it was interesting, and when you mentioned Elijah Moore, um he that kid has worked so hard and he felt so bad i know for a fact after that egg bowl incident and apologized to his team apologized to the coaches apologized to the fans and from everything i'm hearing from teammates and and coaches um well really we only hear from kiffin we don't hear from any coordinators or assistants but he's the hardest working kid out there so you know in a way it's it's really nice to see somebody who made a mistake owned up to it and is working really hard and, and reaping the benefit yeah you don't have to talk to alabama fans about kickers we've got ptsd <laughs> kickers for God knows how long. oh <laughs> my goodness i'll never forget watching the 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 all-time awful one you know the the kick six or whatever i'll never uh that was just insane so uh, yeah. um i know Tell us about it. Um, but, yeah, I, and I'll say this for Elijah Moore. First of all, he's having a fabulous season. So, I mean, he has worked his tail off. And secondly, hey, you know what? Now that a lot of time has passed, I'm going to give the kid an A-minus on creativity. Who in the hell would have thought to do that? I mean, that's <laughs> Well, I, I think that, you know, there are Ole Miss fans, and, again, no disrespect to Matt Luke because he's, just such a nice guy, such a wonderful family. Um, so no disrespect meant at all. But I think that there are Ole Miss fans who actually credit Elijah Moore with kind of putting the things into motion that led to Lane Kiffin being hired at Ole Miss. Is that, you know, there were a lot of people who felt like had that not happened and been on such a national stage, you know, Thanksgiving, the only game on, you know, eyes of, of the nation supposedly, you know, watching that game. And it was a reflection on on the coaching staff and 
the university. And there are those who feel like, you know, Matt Luke might have still had his job had that not happened. So I don't know for sure about that. But so there's, you know, actually a few people who, who, who really like Elijah more now for that. So there you go. And that's you know what that's a good way he literally pissed Matt Luke's head coaching career away. Um, yeah, he did. Uh, let me tell everybody about Rock Auto real quick. RockAuto.com is where you go for all the parts your car will ever need. There are all types of models and makes out there now, and it's so hard to just go somewhere and find these parts. I mean, you've got Pacificas and XT5s and Fiats and Kias, and not everybody's going to have all the parts you need for those particular models. You need to go to rockauto.com. Jimmy and I say it all the time. You can get your timing belts and your chassis. I don't know what a chassis is, but the people at rockauto.com do. You can get fuzzy dice or floor mats or whatever it is you need. Go to rockauto.com. It's all the parts your car will ever need. And be sure to tell them you heard about this from the Locked On family of podcasts. It is greatly appreciated. All right, Evie, let's get into Let's get into this game a little bit. Um, Alabama Ole Miss coming up. Uh, spreads pretty large. The game has been moved to six thirty because of the hurricane. Uh, you know what's funny to me is oddly, I think this particular game sets up better to have John Rice Plumley as the quarterback versus Matt Corral because he is more of a runner. And if the conditions are going to be as bad as people say. Wouldn't it be better to have Plumley back there more often? You know, I've I've uh, talked about that with a few uh, Ole Miss friends of mine, and I I wouldn't. First of all, I wouldn't put anything past Lane Kiffin when it comes to offense or you know trickeration of any kind. You know, I think that probably he saved some things after the you know that he didn't put in the first two games. We saw. A little bit of Plumlee coming in. In fact, in overtime, he came in on a critical third down, I believe, to pick up the first down. He, we've seen him in at quarterback a little bit. We've also seen him corral in at the same time. We've seen Plumlee in at the slot. We've, you know, so I, I, you know, I think that he's all along. I think most people have felt like, regardless of who the quarterback is, Plumlee is too talented to keep him on the bench. So, um, and I think Kiffin, Kiffin and staff feel that way too. So really and truly, I guess it's a, a luxury to have a quarterback who, if you need to focus more on a ground game, you've definitely got the, you've got the guy for that. So it will be interesting to see. I, I guess, you know, again, a lot of it may depend on what the conditions are and what path this crazy hurricane takes. And, you know, again, as I said uh, before we, we got on, it's 2020, so there's just no telling what might happen. Do you guys ever sit around and think, man, I would love to have Lane Kiffin as our coach when DK Metcalf and A.J. Brown were on this team? Oh, my gosh. Not even just DK Metcalf and A.J. Brown, but when – um, you know, Lane Kiffin right now has a phenomenal grad transfer quarterback, uh, uh, tight end in Kenny Yaboa from Temple, and he is doing really well. And it's it's kind of like we would have given anything to have had Lane Kiffin then because we did not utilize Dawson Knox, who now plays for the Buffalo starts for the Buffalo Bills, and I don't think he got one touchdown pass his entire time in Mississippi, which is just insane to think. So, 
Um, definitely. I think that, you know, we definitely think about, oh, my gosh, what could have been if we would have had him, but also in terms of, of utilizing the, the tight end. Right now, Yeboah's averaging 87 yards per game receiving, which is fourth fourth best among NCAA tight ends. So uh, Kiffin definitely loves him some tight ends. So we'll see. What do you think Ole Miss's best option to be able to beat Alabama this weekend will be? Oh, my gosh. You know, <laughs> again, as you alluded to, the spread, I think, is 24 points. So that's that's pretty huge. Although I will say it's down from the 30-something it was last year, going into last year's game. So there's something. But um, I think that Ole Miss, they have to continue to play relatively mistake-free football. I think that they haven't been penalized a whole lot compared to last year. Um, they're going to have to execute. And I know that's cliche, but they're going to have to execute. They're going to have to um, – I don't know if you saw any clips of the Kentucky game, but when Kentucky's uh, Rose was running and thought he had a touchdown and was celebrating and then uh, Ja'Cory Hawkins caught him and dropped him, you know, to, before he got to the goal line. And, and then later, a few plays later, they, they – you know, we forced a fumble and recovered it. And I, so I think that, you know, there are a couple of things there. One, you're going to have to have that mentality, that never quit mentality that Hawkins showed. I think that was a real example of what could, you know, what, what that means. And I think that Kiffin's done a really good job of explaining to the kids, he's really working on be physical, be physical, be physical, but he's also, um, after the Florida game, Ole Miss lost, but they did do some good things in that game. And he came into the locker room, and basically, unlike what you would have heard from prior coaching staff, he said, you know, I'm not going to tell you, oh, good job, you tried, or we're close, or oh, a few plays. He goes, no, the only thing we measure ourselves by is winning and losing, and we lost. So I, I honestly think that that mentality will, will help them, and I think that, you know, they're going to have to – hang on to the ball, maybe get a few breaks here and there, um, just execute and, and try not to get a lot of penalties. So I think that, I mean, I just think that's their best, their best bet. You know, and it's funny, as you were talking about the Kentucky game and the, and coming back and knocking the, uh, tackling the player right before the two yard line. Mm -hmm. um, I'll talk about this in our other, um, in our other sports programming that it sometimes Programs are what they are. You know, Kentucky right. had Auburn. I mean, the, the, I really believe this. <laughs> if you saw that it, it, before halftime when Kentucky either scored or didn't score, they obviously didn't score because they didn't count it. But some people think they scored. Some people think he was down. Some people, whatever. But when they didn't end up getting seven points from that, I feel like that's going to take the air out of their entire season and they let that linger into the next week. It's almost like some programs find a way to snatch defeat from the jaws of victory. And I feel like that's kind of what Kentucky did in the Auburn game and kind of what they did in the Ole Miss game. I mean, if that touchdown is scored, I mean, you got to think things are a little bit different. I mean, who knows? I mean, Kentucky may have thrown five straight interceptions after that, but it is no, but yeah, something to think about. I, I completely agree, and I think that it's interesting you bring that up because I think that sometimes that's a, a gosh, it's it's such a thing. I mean, as an Ole Miss person, I have seen I have seen you know that snatched from the jaws of victory many times, and um, it's 
interesting to me. I feel like Kiffin's attitude is just different. And I think that some coaches uh, just seem to maybe inspire confidence in their team. I mean, you can't tell me that the Alabama team, if you completely replace you know, a different coach with you know the exact same team but just a different head coach, I just don't know that you have the confidence you do going into a game with Nick Saban over there as your head coach. I mean, you have to believe that guy can pretty much coach you through, around, in, out, anything you need. And so I think that with the Ole Miss team, they are definitely buying into what Kiffin and staff are telling him. And Kiffin has taken so much from Nick Saban and his time under Saban, even to the point where, like with the media, all throughout fall camp, we did not hear from a single assistant coach. We did not hear from offensive coordinator. We did not hear from a defensive coordinator. And it's very Saban-esque in the, you know, one voice, one program kind of mm-hmm. thing. So literally we only hear from Kiffin each week. And I, I just think that he inspires a lot of confidence in his players. And frankly, for Matt Corral, I'm a big believer in the total QBR rating that ESPN uses because it takes into so many different factors in a quarterback's performance. And Matt was in the 50s last year, and all of a sudden he's up at number one, you know, right now through, through two games in the 90s. And that is just almost an unheard of swing. But as Alabama folks know, you know, Lane Kiffin is a pretty, pretty good quarterback whisperer. So he's, I think, given Matt the tools to be a better quarterback, but I think he's also given him some confidence. So um, sometimes I think that just happens in a, in a program, and Ole Miss definitely has needed that. I'll say this, just like Ole Miss fans wonder what if with Matt Corral, Lane Kiffin, Jerry Ely, DK Metcalf, and AJ Brown, if that could have been a combo. Think about the what if if Lane Kiffin had had Tua Tungavailoa, Jerry Judy, Henry oh. Rowe. I mean, my goodness gracious. Um, oh, he did pretty yeah. well without him, but my goodness, uh, he would have he would have set the world on fire. There's no doubt. Let's go ahead and take a break, Evie. When we come back, uh, we'll finish up this conversation. Okay, Evie. Um, Again, thanks so much for being with us. Let me let me just get your view, your your outsider's view of what you think of Alabama as a program right now this year. Good grief. I I will echo what Lane Kiffin has said and pretty much everybody else in that where are the holes? You know, where are the holes on the Alabama team? I mean, this is, you know, it's like Kiffin said, this is not the Alabama team from, you know, that one year when I was at Kentucky. I mean, uh, Tennessee said there's, you know, this is not, this is just a team without holes. Those were the exact words that he used. So, um, and I'm interested. It's like, I mean, it just seems like there's an embarrassment of riches there, you know. I mean, and now and now you've got. I mean, if some of the other guys weren't weren't bad enough to to for y'all to get to have, now you've got uh, Mechie, I believe, the Canadian mm-hmm. uh, receiver, who's now, you know, it's just like who's the next who's the next amazing receiver to come out of there? And Mac Jones has just done a phenomenal job. Um, your defense is always solid. I mean, I know the Florida defense was good, but I, you know, I, I don't think, I think the Bama defense is, is obviously better. So, you know, I just think Mac is a very, very good quarterback. I know there are a lot of people who wanted to see the backup kid, young kid Bryce in there, but 
I mean, Mac is really impressive. What he's thrown touchdowns of 85 plus yards three times this season already, and that's the most in Alabama history. <laughs> now, so I'm just like, okay, he's really good. <laughs> um, so I think that he definitely, you know, we've moved away at the quarterback spot at Alabama from just the game manager kind of quarterback. And, and obviously, you know, Mac is just another in a, in a long line of really good quarterbacks. So I think it's absolutely challenging uh, for Ole Miss. And, and frankly, I mean, we have to, the elephant in the room, so to speak, is, uh, you know, Ole Miss ranks last in the nation in defense. I mean, total defense. So it's really going to be, challenging to play an Alabama team that's as good as this one is. And I think that the Ole Miss offense is going to have to really take advantage of every opportunity that they might get to score. Um, so give us a score prediction then, Edie, if you don't mind. Oh, oh that's a tough uh, You're kind of putting me on the spot here. Let's just say I'm not going to give you a score, but I will tell you I'm taking Ole Miss in the points. So I'm taking Ole Miss plus 24, and I think I'll I'll come out on the on the winning end of that. So we'll see we'll see about that. No, I, I dig that. I can certainly see that, especially with the weather conditions. Um, and something else I feel like is is a no brainer is the over. And I it started out around oh. 80 and it's moved down to like 72 or something. I I still don't think it's enough. I don't care what the conditions are. I don't either. I don't either. I mean, I'm just looking at those two offenses. And with the talent that Alabama has on the offensive side of the ball, the weakness of Ole Miss's defense, but then also with Ole Miss offensively, even if it is wet, having a John Rice Plumley um, who rushed for over a thousand yards as a freshman, and I think had 16 touchdowns, you know, broke, shattered all Ole Miss records for a freshman. Um, I think you're right. I think he may definitely play a, a role in that game. And uh, we'll be we'll be happy to have him out there. So I'm with you. I mean, I'm I'm all over that over. I mean, I'm sure Vegas has made plenty of dimes on people like me, but yeah. but I'm with you. I'm thinking the the over for sure. Okay, so let's go long term with Ole Miss's season. Where do you think they wind up? I mean, obviously one and one now, so you got uh, one big win under your belt. Uh, probably a game that most Ole Miss fans would have thought they would have lost. Uh, at the beginning of the season at Kentucky, they were sort of the the sleeper pick. And all of a sudden, Ole Miss goes in there and gets the win. So what do you think in Ole Miss's record winds up? Well, you know, that's a funny thing. I think uh, I, I think maybe they were picked to have I, – I don't know if it was like – if the over-under was like five. Maybe it might have even been four points something. And I think they're going to beat that. I mean, frankly, I look at after the Alabama game is over, Ole Miss heads to Arkansas – and I, you know, I mean, I, again, I'm never going to say never, but I feel like I can see wins against Arkansas. Frankly, I'm not impressed with Auburn. I, I don't know about you, but Auburn really hasn't shown me that much. And it's in Oxford, so that's a bit of a plus. Vandy after that, you know, okay. And South Carolina, I mean, you know, I don't know, but um, that's in Oxford also. I, I could see them winning that. Texas A&M in College Station. I mean, honestly, I feel like Jimbo Fisher has been uh, kind of under underproducing. Um, I actually graduated from Texas A&M, so 
um, I, you know, I'm pretty familiar with, with the Aggies and Jimbo and Kellen Mond is really not at this point, at least performing quite like what you would think a senior quarterback in the SEC would. Um, I mean, I think that's winnable. And then that just leaves Mississippi State and LSU and LSU seems to be struggling. I'm sure that's the last game of the season for the Rebels. So I'm sure LSU will have things back on track by then. And then the Egg Bowl, I mean, that's just anybody's guess. Um, there, but anyway, I mean, I, <laughs> I'm not going to come out and say we're only losing two games this year, but I absolutely, I wouldn't be surprised, uh, easily I could see them winning six games. Um, I think if Lane Kiffin came in, I mean, think of this, if he came in his first year with no spring practice, uh, you know, kind of a, a, a strange fall and a 10-game conference-only schedule and won six games, heck, I'll, I'll help put up a statue <laughs> for playing, you know, because that's just – I think six or seven wins is, are, are winnable. You know what? I want to, uh, as a company that can create um, statues, uh, my company, Robinson Iron, <laughs> I want to be involved oh. with that because if that statue – for Lane Kiffin doesn't have him holding a beer way up in the air with one hand, <laughs> a playbook in the other hand, and two women surrounding him. I don't. I, I just don't know what that statue should look like. You just don't even know. Well, that. Well, I tell you what. If I hear that we're we're looking for any statues, I will definitely put a word in and recommend recommend you. And I think there's a lot of people who would be perfectly fine if Ole Miss wins a ton of games, they would probably not care what he's holding up. So, you know, I think that uh, that's uh, that's definitely something to keep in mind. Well, Evie, thank you so much for joining us on Locked on Bama. Truly, truly appreciate it. Best of luck to the Ole Miss Rebels. And uh, are you going to make it to the game? Yes, I am. I've got my seat in the press box, so also I won't even have to be out in the rain. So um, hopefully everybody will be safe getting there and we'll have a, a good game with no injuries. That's, boy, you know, that's the only only thing. Sometimes in some of those sloppy games yeah. you have some injuries. So let's uh, – I was there at the game when uh, Kenyon Drake broke his ankle, oh. and I will never forget that. I mean, that just oh. broke – I just felt so sorry for him. And anyway, so let's – Let's hope uh, a healthy game for everybody. And I really appreciate you having me. It was quite a pleasure. All right, everybody. Roll Tide.